When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Uplifting Impact Podcast. I'm Justin Ponder, Chief Information Officer with Uplifting Impact, and I'm excited to be hosting you today as we dive deeper into our journey to make the world more diverse, equitable, and inclusive. Thank you also for your patience as I'm recording from outside. We had a little minor damage in the recording studio, so please enjoy the background sound of wind and birds and trees and all the beautiful stuff out here. But today, I'm especially excited to be talking with Jose Antonio Tijerino. Antonio Tijerino is a proud immigrant from Nicaragua, is president and CEO of the Hispanic Heritage Foundation, a national nonprofit focused on education, workforce, social impact, and culture through the lens of innovative leadership. He also serves as executive producer of the Hispanic Heritage Awards at the Kennedy Center, which is broadcast on PBS stations. He also co-founded a leadership institute with Trinity University, which hosts 10 cohorts of 30 vetted graduating high school seniors who applied from all 50 states, Puerto Rico, and Washington, D.C., and will be connected throughout college and careers with mentoring components. Additionally, Tijerino founded the Hispanic Leaders Alliance with the NFL, the American Project with Notre Dame, which provided 1.2 million masks. Read, which is Refugee Education and Development Effort, Dream Lead Institute, and helped produce the touring play about migrant children called Oyame. Finally, he has been honored with the prestigious Otli Award by the Mexican government, Lifetime Achievement Award by the National PTA, Vision Award by Silicon Valley Latino Leadership, MALDEF Award for Human Rights, and many more. Jose Antonio Tiorino, welcome to our show. It's a pleasure. Hey, you're calming me down with that background noise. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's nice and soothing. It so. is. <laughs> Anytime I can soothe, that's a good thing. So beyond being soothed by background nature noises, what else brings you joy? That's our favorite question to ask every guest right off the bat. I get joy from everywhere at any moment. Um, when You have to understand, I am prepared to accept inspiration at any moment from any source. So certainly my children, it could be meeting you right now. It could be meeting anyone that's in the audience right now. At any moment, I am prepared for your inspiration, for your connectivity, um, and, and for a purpose, a sense of purpose. And, and serving certainly brings me joy um, in any capacity. And, and we have to think of things that way. If, if you're walking through a park and you see a piece of paper on the floor, you're in a position of privilege that you can pick it up and throw it into a garbage can. Um, so service brings me joy, um, as well as just being around um, anyone that brings me energy as well. And, and I get joy from myself. I like myself. It, it's, I'm stuck with myself, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but but I can always work on myself to like myself even more, which I try to do every single day. But it's important that we like ourselves and, and we work towards, um, you know, that balance of, of getting energy from externally and getting energy internally. I love that notion of what you said about being prepared to be inspired. Could you speak a little bit more about that? What are some tips? What are things that you do to go through your entire life being prepared to be inspired? So I have to tell you, Justin, when, when, when people ask me, you know, what, what are the, what are your attributes, um, you know, that, that, that you lean on? And I start saying, well, I'm naive. I'm impetuous. I'm, you know, and, and so they start saying, are those negative things? And I'm like, they're negative <laughs> and positive things. And part of that is being naive enough to think that you can do something, you know, being audacious enough uh, to try to do them, uh, yeah. being open enough to be collaborative. Look, you want to get stuff done in terms of impact, be ready to have an idea, do all the work, give away all the credit, and then make <laughs> someone feel good for taking that credit. You can get a lot done. Yeah, um, yeah. But part of it is being open to inspiration. And that comes in many ways. It could come from a conversation that you have. It could come from you know seeing a scene play out in, in, in nature. Um, it could come from reading something that's disturbing on, on the internet and, and saying, I, I need to be actionable on this. Um, you brought up the mass project. I'm going to give you an example of how inspiration can happen and that we're as good as the call we get and the call we can make. So in the middle of COVID last year, I get a call from a wonderful man called Mario de la Torre, who is a fashion designer out of LA. He calls and says, I am not working right now. I can't work. I have all these sewers that can't work. We want to do something for the community. We want to sew masks or do something. And I, and, and I said, well, I just read an article about how farm workers aren't being protected. Um, they're not seen as, as a priority to protect. Uh, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. We're, we're able to be nourished with our families in the comfort right. of our home thanks to their labor and putting themselves at risk. So I call Monica Ramirez, who is a source of great inspiration to me. She yeah. is the founder of Justice for Migrant Women. She was one of the founders of the Time's Up movement. She's remarkable. I call her. The three of us are on the phone late at night. And I tell her what Mario just told me. And she says, farm workers, that's done. We'll start doing masks. And part of it was also to mobilize people and to inspire them to make sure that no one feels helpless when you're dealing with a social justice issue. Yes. Everything. How do you make someone not feel helpless? I don't know if you have children, but the worst position you can be in as a parent is to feel helpless with your children. And so this is how we need to see our community. So any sense of action is going to be a positive that's going to beget more action. And yes. so what we did was it's not just a question of how many masks can we put on farm workers. It's how do we engage an abuelita and a, 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 a child to put together paper towels with rubber bands on them and send them in. They feel actionable. They feel like they're helping someone. So this campaign launched within 24 hours of that conversation. And believe me, thanks to Monica and, and Mario, we, we had 
a, a goal of like 10,000 masks. Well, it was 1.25 million masks. Wow. Able oh. to with zero budget. So anyone that's waiting around to find the money <laughs> and to plan for a perfect uh, 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 execution of something, you're not being inspired. You know, mm -hmm. ideas are action. Every idea is an action. Your imagination is possible, makes everything possible. The first step is to have the imagination, everything. So I was as good as the, and I also called another guy who's a friend of mine, who's an actor, a wonderful actor named uh, Nicholas Gonzalez. And he said, yes, on the spot. The four of us were on the phone at the same time within 24 hours, this program launched. So that's why I'm telling everyone, please be more impatient with your activism. Stop being patient with racial injustice. Stop being patient with a child being torn from its mother's arms. Stop being patient with climate change. Be more impatient with sexism, with homophobia, mm -hmm. with anti-Semitism, with Islamophobia, the disabled community. And it starts within our own communities. Right. At our own kitchen tables. Think about some of the stuff that we have to listen to. Mm -hmm. We have to be respectful because it's a term of endearment somehow to call someone something. Right. Um, and, and look, we have a blueprint as Latinos, for instance, as to how not to be. <laughs> the way we're treated. Yet we're horribly racist and homophobic and sexist and everything else within our own community. Um, so we have to look at things that way. And look, my shirt says, you know, no creo en fronteras, you know, as, as much as we're against building walls, mm. why do we build walls within our own community? Yes. yes. And we do. Yeah. So I am urging everyone to be more impatient and as important as it is to define ourselves, that definition needs to be broader and broader and broader and broader. And that includes you and me, brother. Yes. And I love that being more impatient. And then also I liked in there that you threw in being inspired enough to be creative, even on that zero budget. We talk to people so often, they say, you know, I'm waiting for the resources like, oh, we don't have a budget. And it's, well, the good news is you can be creative. It, zero budget means you have nobody looking over your shoulder saying, how are you using this money? That's a, that's a positive. Nobody's giving you any money. Okay. Then you have no accountability. You can do some stuff. That is freedom, right? <laughs> It, look, it, it, the word act is in the word activism. Mm -hmm. you know? So if, if you have an idea, just turn it into action and, and you don't have to have a lot of money. You may have to have, you, you need money to be able to mm -hmm. be, to scale it up and to do a lot of things, but also it really works to start building something and then others will join you. Everything we've done, look, we're teaching a hundred thousand kids how to code through a program yeah. called code as a second language. That started in, 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 in East L.A. with a group of volunteers and my chairman, say, who's from East L.A., and, and one of the volunteers we ended up hiring and grew that program. Um, and it was simply as we've got to be in this space. Stuff already exists. You, man, you can go to YouTube and figure out how to change your carburetor and how to get a stain out of, uh, out of your shirt <laughs> and, and on how to groom a pet. Like right. <laughs> there, there is something on there. So you also have resources like how to teach coding. That's that somebody really smart put together, uh, but needed someone to use it. So we were able to repurpose a lot of different things. 
put it together. A few of the volunteers happened to be Googlers and they worked at Google and then, then the program took off. So I'm, and now it's being supported by dozens of, of, of huge companies and, and organizations and the federal government. And, and it's actually teaching a hundred thousand kids how to code, but it starts with an impetuousness. It starts with a recklessness. We need to be more reckless. Don't think you can create something if you're afraid to break something. You have uh, to be able to take those chances. And a lot of times as people of color, and let's not forget females that have it 10 times worse than, than any male of color, <laughs> uh, that you have to be able to um, you know, have that source of, of, of action that, that you can take. Uh, because a lot of times we, we feel as though you only get one chance at this. I think entrepreneurs are faced with that. I think people in Hollywood are faced with that. Um, everything's riding on you. And, and there is that element. It, it, I, you mentioned I was involved with a lot of boards and all these other stuff. I'm pretty much the only Latino in that, uh, on all those boards. And I'm usually staring at the only uh, African-American on those boards or the mm -hmm. only woman or the only person, uh, LGBTQ plus person that's on that board or the only disabled person. We're all usually the only ones in that, in that board. Yeah. We have a bigger responsibility that I am every Latino somebody's ever read about, watched on watched on Netflix, <laughs> um, uh, 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 met. Um, you unfortunately have to represent a whole lot more. That's our responsibility of being in that room. We don't represent ourselves in these rooms of of privilege. Right. We represent everyone else. That's your purpose. If you're representing yourself, you Missing go ahead and have the impact of yourself. Right, That's right. not how I measure success. And I say that to young people all the time. How do you measure success? Is it going to be money? That's easy. Mm -hmm. That's easy to measure. Is it going to be um, influence? That's easy. You know, is it power? Uh, what What is it? How you is, is it beauty? Is it, 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 you know, what is it that you measure success by? You know, I measure by impact. Yeah, and you, that's can... where you have to count on other people. Yeah. And you can like measure that impact on like how well everybody else is doing around us. And, you know, you mentioned this and we'd be really interested in hearing what inspired you to take the plunge into leadership in the first place. Like you say, like, Hey, I'm not just me. I'm, I understand I'm representing and I might be the only voice for a whole lot of other people. What inspired you in the first place to make that plunge? Well, I want to make this clear because I, 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 um, I get referred to as a leader by a lot of people, and I'm very grateful for that. But I don't lead shit. I get led by my community. I get led by my instincts. I get yes. led by my inspiration. Yes, uh, I am a follower of my community Preach, and, brother. Of, and yes. of any source of inspiration. So I, I just want to start there. Um, from the time I was a child, I, I, my, my, I think my mother had a great impact, and then my experiences had a great impact. There was a time when I didn't necessarily, after Civil War in Nicaragua and, and being somewhere sent somewhere in the Midwest, um, there were times when I didn't have a, a, a place to live. And I can tell you that it's that was a great influence on me opening my doors to my home for hundreds of kids that needed to do an internship in Washington, D.C., didn't have the resources because they weren't. Um, didn't have the didn't have the the money to be able to come here and get a place to stay and everything else. So we opened our home and a lot of credit to to my wife and children um, that they got 
pulled into this. This is my vocation. They got pulled into it and, and, um, and, and have supported me in doing all of this kind of work. I, at one point was undocumented. I, at one point, and believe me, I came over here in under great circumstances with my father yeah. getting a job, got off a plane and it was still a, a struggle. And then during my high school years, early high school, we were back in Nicaragua. My dad had left his job and then civil war broke out. So I came back here under very different circumstances. But even then I had privilege that I was able to speak the language that I was acculturated and, and knew how things work. And then I ended up in the Midwest in a rural area from Washington, D.C. And I had to adjust again. So I went from not fitting in when I first came here from Nicaragua to not fitting in when I went back to Nicaragua because now I was an American uh, to then yeah. not fitting in coming back to America because I ended up in the rural Midwest as opposed to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. um, and so life has been a, is a series of adjustments. And again, being inspired and, and, and having a greater understanding. And I, 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 I was able to get um, a, a perspective of folks that I normally wouldn't have a perspective with when I spent time in the Midwest that, that now influences me greatly. So my, my mother, my experiences as, uh, um, as, as growing up have, have definitely um, had an impact on, on what I'm doing now for a living. And I want to add one more. The great Roberto Clemente has had a great influence on every aspect of my life and, and sense of purpose. Mm. Um, and this was for those that don't know, you need to know. <laughs> so he was a, a baseball player, yes. Afro-Latinx from Puerto Rico, that was the best player in, in, in the major leagues. And then went back. Um, because there was an earthquake in my home country of Nicaragua um, and ended up dying trying to help people. Um, so you have to understand the impact of that on me as a little boy that idolized mm -hmm. him as a baseball player and then as a grown-up idolizes him as a humanitarian. That's amazing. And I love what you said about leadership, but only insofar as you are led, as you are following anything else. You know, like it's going to be pretty hard to row a boat across the ocean but if you got sails and you let people kind of blow you along the way and you are led by it comes a whole lot easier so in kind of a, a second to last question what advice would you give to somebody other than all the pearls that you've given us so far about being more impatient about not waiting for the perfect timing what kind of pearls would you give for somebody about that's sitting on the sidelines and thinking about i'm trying to figure out what's my avenue what's my skill set what I'm called to do what I'm led to do. What advice would you give them? Well, the, the first thing is, is identifying the value that you present, which you may not even be aware of. I remember when I figured out um, being in a room full of uh, people in gray suits and gray hair and, and that I thought, felt intimidated, like, what am I going to add to this conversation? Let me just sit quietly in here. Never be quietly sitting anywhere. If you're in that room, you're there for a reason. <laughs> yeah. If you're invited into a space, take advantage of being invited into a space. Um, don't sit there and think I'm lucky to be here. You're not lucky to be there. You bring a perspective that they need. I also want to promote the importance of being creative, of having those life experiences that you can bring. I don't care if it's to a company. I don't care if it's to a nonprofit. I don't care if it's to a conversation. Mm. Everything that you've experienced 
is going to translate into a, a, a into gold in, in terms of what you can offer, um, whether it's offering it for outreach, marketing, content creation, everything you bring has value. Um, so it's finding that value and how to present it in a way that somebody else is going to see it at value. Um, so I, I want to start there. The other thing is listening. Um, it's, 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 you know, there, there was a, there was a, a Vietnamese monk named Thich Nhat Hanh who actually uh, Martin Luther King um, had presented, had nominated for the Nobel prize. And he talked about deep listening, uh, compassionate listening, that it's another level of listening that actually helps the person that's speaking be able to um, sh- help them uh, deal with their suffering simply by listening. And it, it, and it also educates you. And so I think that listening is really important. And, and as I mentioned before, be more impatient. Um, you can take action very quickly. Look, a 15-year-old with access to a device and internet service can reach more people than Gandhi, Martin Luther King, and Cesar Chavez could in lifetimes combined. Mm. So that source of bringing ideas to action through technology is unparalleled in history. In history, no one has had the advantages to take action and address social justice more than right now. But we need your ideas. We need your passion. Um, And it's just a question of being able to lay it out and have that impact. It can start with one person. It doesn't have to be grandiose, but just get started. Take action. Yes. Well, thank you very much. If I don't know, I I am reeling from all (laughs) everything, all the inspiration, all the ideas. No, I've just (laughs) had so much this has been so valuable. I've just learned so much. I feel charged up, ready to go, fired up, ready to go. Thank you so much for being with us. So how can people continue to have access to you, to listen to you, to learn from you and follow you? Certainly I'm on LinkedIn, Antonio Tijerino. Um, I, I think I'm on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. Uh, so you can also find me on there somewhere. Don't laugh at my dances. I'm a middle-aged man <laughs> that grew up on funk. And now I've got my kids challenging me to dance-offs. Uh, and I'm used to Parliament Funkadelic and, 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 and uh, Houdini and all these other bands. And they're sitting there throwing new stuff at me. But, but I, I, um, I'm available there and um, certainly you know, learn more about the Hispanic Heritage Foundation and the, and the work we're doing year-round, including providing access to jobs, to resources. Um, and look, as we're coming through this pandemic, we're not out of it yet. I just want to talk about the importance of there's no as as there's no vaccine for mental health issues mm. that we've all yes. accumulated. There's no vaccine for the educational crisis that mm. we saw and the workforce crisis. Even though I, I do think that our that that, that health and, and and the economy will come back way before the mental health side of things and way before our educational um, uh, gaps will be, will be closed up. And um, so um, everyone, we, we just need to continue to, to move forward and help each other. Um, and I also want to talk about this really quickly, Justin, because I think it's yep. really important. I'm assuming that everyone on this has some stake in the diversity and inclusion space. Don't be pitted against each other 
because we're fighting over the same resources. Mm. If one community gets a huge grant or gets a gets a gets gets an additional source of, of resources and funding, be an ally, be happy. Yes. Don't pin your value based on what somebody else got. Mm. And I'm talking to the to 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 my 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 familia, um, you know that 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 we can't look at this as well. Someone has suffered, and is now. You can't compare suffering. Right. Um, you need to be more intent in listening. You need mm. to be more supportive of each other in an authentic way, not a transactional way. Build That's relationships, right. not transactions. Um, and I just want to implore also the, the, the folks out there that are working with our communities to be mindful that you could be part of pitting us against each other. And uh-huh. I refuse to let it happen. So yes, after yes. George Floyd was murdered, within two days, we had a huge charla that we did where we heard from the Black community, including Black Latinos, which one out of five Latinos identify as Af- of being of Afro um, of Afro-Latinx descent. So we need to make sure that we are complete allies and learn from the Black community, learn from the LGBTQ plus community, the disabled community, the female community, the Islamic community, the Jewish community, whatever segment, we need to learn how to be better allies and allies in a pure way, not with something coming back to us. So I just wanted to mention that because we are in a moment right now where that is happening on on the corporate side of things and it's happening on the nonprofit side of things. Be an ally. We have to be really conscious of that. Um, So I just want, thank you for giving me the opportunity to say that. And no creas en las fronteras, right? (laughs) Let's not believe in borders. (laughs) Thank you very much. So this is fantastic. We'll have all the information in the show notes for our, our listeners to follow up. Thank you so much. Jose Antonio Tijarino. All right. So everyone out there listening, we're so glad that you tuned into this week's episode of the Uplifting Impact podcast. We need more people to help us uplift the impact. In order to do so, be sure to share this episode, comment on it by going to our website at upliftingimpact.com to provide your thoughts directly to us through LinkedIn at Uplifting Impact. Looking for Justin Ponder and Deanna Singh. Until next week, keep uplifting the impact. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.